Hey guys, it's another episode of Horribly Flawed and Incredibly Decisive, the podcast where we once and for all here at Cinema Geekly decide which is the greatest of a film franchise uh, or the greatest film of a director's career or, as is the case this week, uh, an actor's career. We're, uh, we're doing Sir Nicholas Cage. More like uh, the actor. <laughs> perhaps the actor. I maybe maybe he I is the actor. Maybe I should have reinforced the the. I mean, uh, maybe we the should ask him if he was available for this. Uh, so it's uh it's Glenn and Aaron here again, uh, along with myself, and uh, we are gonna we're gonna tackle these Nick Cage movies. Now, here's the thing: uh, this is a very different uh, scenario than the the Batman films, which are actually pretty easy. There were literally only eight Batman live action movies, so that was very simple. Uh, Nicolas Cage, however, according to IMDb, has 78 acting credits to his name. So one morning, a couple of days ago, I literally spent the entire morning sifting through all 78 of Nicolas Cage's acting credits. <laughs> uh, this is and so you motherfuckers better turn over your twelve dollars because that was a surprisingly depressing amount of work. Just wait till uh, we get depressing. to the Jake Busey episode. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so there, there is some criteria to fit this, right? Um, Nicholas Cage had to be uh, the lead or part of a, a dual lead movie, right? Yeah. Um, if there were, if he was part of a, a lead group that was three or more, I considered that an ensemble, and I disqualified it. Um, also. Uh, when it came to ratings, uh, because when you have 78 titles to your name, a lot of the movies end up with relatively close scores. So say if uh, a couple of movies have a 5.0, right? Um, then I turn it to the, I, we get even more science-y uh, on this already science-filled podcast. And then I look at the num. I, so I disqualified any movie that had less than 10,000 user ratings, uh, so the more obscure Nicolas Cage movies will probably not be uh, included in this list. Uh, so they are Nick Cage movies with at least 10,000 user ratings. Uh, and yes, uh, in case this is the first time you're listening, you heard that right. We're using the IMDb user ratings to determine the uh, the order in which these movies appear. But again, it's Nick Cage, so there's a, there's a bit of a twist as well. Uh, we thought it would only be fair to this man's fine career to seed his top four rated movies of all time, according to IMDb users, and his bottom four movies of all time, according to IMDb users. Uh, so yes, this way we are guaranteed... Uh, the only way you really should end a tournament of Nicolas Cage movies is with one of his best and with one of his best slash worst. Uh, I think that's the only way to really go. Uh, I was really surprised, though, at uh, where some of the ratings were for some of these movies, and they're definitely... Some movies that I was hoping were going to make it in here somehow just because it'd be fun to get to talk about them. Unfortunately, not all of them <laughs> made it. Uh, and when we are splitting them between uh, uh, two sets of four, uh, you're going to end up leaving out a lot, obviously. So um, where do you guys want to start? Do you want to start at uh, the number one versus the number four seed in the top four or the bottom four? Well, Drake once said, sorry from the bottom, now we're here, so... <laughs> and oh, then, Jesus. and then Aaron. So Aaron counters with. <laughs> Do you have anything to counter with there? No, he dropped a Drake bomb, man. You got to defer to that. <laughs> the Drake bomb. All right, so we're gonna start at the bottom. We're gonna start at the bottom four oh, uh, of this tournament. The uh, and we have 
the the number one seed, believe it or not, you guys, is actually... So is it like, is it like the worst? Are you saying like number one seed is the his worst movie or... Lowest like... rated. Oh, okay. Okay, yeah. good. Okay. So we went in, yeah, we went in reverse order. Okay. I, I just, I, I figured that's what you were doing. I just I really was hoping that's what it was. So this is his worst rated film as voted on by IMDb. Yeah, this would be his worst rated movie going up against his best worst movie. Because the fourth, the fourth seat is actually has a higher user rating. Uh, oh, I love it. Let's this do it. This is great. Believe it or not, the number one seed is Left Behind from 2014 with, <laughs> oh, three, with a 3.1 out of 10. Uh, it is facing a movie that I have not seen, also from 2014, <laughs> called Rage, which got a 5.0 out of 10. Uh, Glenn, we're going to start with you. Have you seen either of these movies? <laughs> See, that's... No, no, I haven't. But like, I'm gonna say Left Behind because the fact, like, when they started reissuing the books, there's a sticker on the books that says "Now a film starring Academy <laughs> Award winner Nicolas Cage," and it's Nicolas Cage's picture on the cover of the book now. Uh, so for that reason alone, <laughs> I will pass it through. I, I haven't seen either of them. I've seen a couple of scenes, like what I've been able to gather from YouTube without having to download it illegally because I want to pay money for this because I want Nicolas Cage to, you know, eventually get out of debt from his comic book addiction and tax. Sure. So, uh, uh, <laughs> so shit. Aaron, have you seen either of these two movies? And if not, it doesn't matter. What's your pick? I actually have uh, copies of each. Really? Uh, Oh no! I'm sorry. Not not uh, not rage. I have uh, left behind. I haven't yet uh, sat down to watch yet. But I'm, my vote's going to go for uh, rage, just due to the supporting <laughs> cast alone. Whereas uh, Chad Michael Murray once got me a little steamy. He's looking a little worse for wear these days. However, uh, for those of the Lethal Weapon fandom, Danny Glover is in rage with Nicolas Cage. So I'm just going to leave that at Danny Glover and say automatically that moves on. And if you ever just Googled Nicholas Cage and Rage, mm-hmm. I mean, right there alone, just the <laughs> first couple of images that pop up, that should sell you on the movie over uh, over Left Behind. Um, I, have the, uh, I have the benefit of knowing the other movies that it's going to be going up against in the second, uh, in the, in the second round here. So I, I can't, in good conscience, pick Rage just because I want to have the Aww. debate of the debate of Left Behind versus either one of these other two movies, um, which I'm pretty sure all of, most of us have probably seen these other two movies. Oh uh, no, Left. Oh, no. I mean, Left Behind. I, here's the thing: I'm I'm picking Left Behind just because I know more of that movie than I do of Rage. Uh, the thing is that I, yeah, I've kind of. I kind of found it hard to swallow that this would have been considered his worst because he does have a lot of shit. But uh, I was I was surprised that something so fresh has it's had so little time to sit in in the the consciousness of the public. Uh, perhaps if we come back to IMDb five years from now, um, it will be it will be rated uh, maybe not better, but some of his other movies will be rated worse. Uh, I just don't feel like the public has had enough time for this to really to they haven't really had enough time to bathe. And left behind. Um, so I don't know. But I am going to pick it to move on uh, to the next round. Because the trailer w- was absolute shit. And I really wanted to make the point Glenn made. But he made it already. 
Uh, so damn it. Cause yeah, the whole putting him on the cover of the book thing. And I know there are a lot of Christian people that are very upset with this movie. Uh, they're not very happy with, with how this all went down. Um, I think they were somehow glad Wait, hoping the Christians this. are upset. Didn't they like finance this film? There are a lot of Christian people who are very pissed at like, like it wasn't like the book, but like, it's not like an adaptation of the, um, you know, cause this pays, I think this pays a lot more attention to, I don't think this is very, uh, like it sticks to the, cause there's like an original set of movies, right? I don't think it yeah. sticks to With those. With Kurt Cameron. Much. Yeah. My God. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> I knew Kirk Cameron had something to do with this. Uh, yeah. So, and I think like they don't stick very well to those movies. And I think there's just a lot of people are like, this isn't a Christian movie. So, um, just for that reason alone, I'm, I'm picking. Are they really trying to compare, uh, Kirk Cameron to Nicolas Cage? Is that what I'm trying to understand here? Perhaps they're like, he's, they're like, yeah, well, this movie's all right, but he's, he's no Kirk Cameron. That's like comparing warm shit to cold shit. I mean, what Kurt Cameron's got a new movie out called Saving Christmas, where he's trying to save the spirit of Christmas from his brother-in-law, who thinks Christmas is only about like gift giving and Santa. Is his brother-in-law so, Jewish also? Because um, Kurt Cameron does not care for anyone, uh, anyone of that kind. No. Yeah, no, I don't, I don't, I don't know who his brother-in-law. I mean. Look, if you want to see a good Christian film, there's this movie called Tribulation, and it's got Howie Mandel and Gary Busey in it. Really? Uh, yes. Uh, it is absolutely amazing. Like, uh, wait, now, like... Was this film during how- back, like, both of their Coke days, or...? Uh, I think it's, like, it, it's late late 90s, early 2000s, oh, shit, I want to okay, say. Okay. Like... Uh- I was Kelly Mandel's it, got hair and, and, a, and a goatee in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I was going to say, I'd be more interested in this movie if it was current day Howie Mandel and Gary Busey. Uh, far more interested if that Well, I mean, case. Gary Busey was still, like, screwed up then. I mean, you can oh, see sure, it, like, sure. in his eyes uh, from time to time <laughs> during the movie. But that, if you want a good, wholesome, family, Christian value movie, I recommend that one because it is a lot of fun. There you go. Gary Busey murders people in it, I'm sure. No, uh, <laughs> close <laughs> with with a cross. Yeah, why uh, isn't he like when they re when they eventually start remaking all the James Bond movies? Like, why isn't he Jaws? <laughs> Holy shit, that'd be awesome. Or why isn't he? Uh, why isn't he Jaws from the movie Jaws? Why um, isn't Why isn't he Bond? That's what I want to know. Oh, uh, oh, let's let's talk about the number one ranked seed uh, in the top four uh, going against the number four seed. So um, we're gonna we're gonna start with. Uh, I think we're going to start, we're going to go with me and then Aaron and then Glenn, I think is how we're going to do this one. And, uh, so our, our top four, the number one seed is adaptation from 2002. Uh, that is his highest rated movie according to IMDb with a 7.7 out of 10. And it is taking on the number four seed, the rock from 1996 with a 7.4. Uh, I have seen both of these movies. Uh, I have seen one many, many more times than the other. Uh, one of these <laughs> movies I own a Blu-ray. You must really like adaptation. <laughs> one of these movies I have a Blu-ray copy of, and one of these movies I quote incessantly uh, for for weeks on end after having watched it. Uh, and, and for Sean Connery, I'm, I'm totally picking The Rock to move on. Uh, I really do like adaptation. It is a it is a good movie. Uh, but, uh, the rock has too many warm feelings for me. Too many, too many great character actors. Uh, this is back when I, 
I thought Nicolas Cage was 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 going to be a, a gargantuan uh, movie star, which I guess he kind of was a little bit and still is a little bit. Uh, but he did not turn out like how I was thinking he was going to turn out when I first saw this movie. Uh, but yeah, The Rock is one of my one of my favorite movies. Uh, so I, I kind of have to pick. I don't. I don't. I kind of have to pick it. Aaron, where do you where do you sit on this one? Aaron sits nowhere. Aaron. You got none of that at all, did you? No, no, we didn't. Uh, nothing. Fucking new microphone, man. I'm still trying to figure this shit out. Uh, no, it's got to be The Rock, hands down, over adaptation. Uh, the Rock is a movie I saw several times uh, in theaters when it first came out, and then I bought it on VHS, and then DVD, uh, and then Blu-ray. So um, I would feel personally... Uh, very stupid if I didn't vote for it uh, to move on just for those facts alone. Not to mention, it might be one of his best movies uh, ever. Yeah, I mean, for a guy who does like a shit ton of action movies and stuff, and so much of it seems like fuck you. Action and it was movies, great. Like, I mean, you know, he was, was like shirtless, That's playing, true. like trying to play a guitar, like sitting in like a a, a barca lounger. He just looked all <laughs> delicious there. Then he got Connery getting his hair cut by some guy. Sure. He was almost famous on a TV show for a bit. I mean, but you know, just as like uh, Michael Bean was in it too. You got Ed Harris. I mean, you know, again, the supporting cast was huge in this movie. Like to, as far as action movies goes, I mean, yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. Sure. Just a really a great movie. I mean, you know, Nicolas Cage. Uh, the moments he was allowed to get cagey. Um, for example, when he was poisoned by the gas, trying to save himself, uh, were amazing. But they, but but they kept him. They did a good job of keeping him bottled up. He wasn't quite batshit cage yet. No, no. So, uh, but uh, yeah, definitely a strong, strong choice. And yeah, and the rock moves on. Glenn, you know the rules. It doesn't matter. But what's your opinion? Uh, uh yeah. I mean, the rock. Like, I, I, I was. Uh, it's weird to see that adaptation is his highest rated movie. Um, mm-hmm. the problem with adaptation is uh that it's not being John Malkovich. Like, I wish they would make a sequel to that movie, like Spike Jones would. But with Nicolas Cage, like being I don't know why, yeah. I don't know why this can't be an ongoing thing. Being blah blah blah, being you know Nicolas Cage, being sure. Gary Busey, being Willem Dafoe. Like I want that to be a a non serialized movie franchise. Uh, I mean that could be like the new Saw movies. Every year we just get a being a different actor. Sure. Um, but no, I mean yeah, the raw look. It's like it's almost the perfect '90s action movie. Um, it has just enough ridiculous stuff. It's directed by Michael freaking Bay. Like yep. it's, I, it's a whole bunch of fun. <laughs> it, I, I love, no, I, I just, everybody else. I love that movie for no logical reason other than it's Nicolas Cage and Sean Connery. Like, I don't like why yeah, going against awesome Ed Harris. Sure. I mean, shit. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's James, it's James Bond and, and fucking, uh, ben, <laughs> actually, I was going to say Ben Gates. From well, he treasure. he is a national treasure. I don't know. I, I'd I'd have gone with Caster Troy on that one. Uh, I at the end of the day, though, I think the uh, the only question remains is how in the name of Zeus's butthole could we have not picked The Rock? Uh, so there you go, everybody. That's uh, by the way, that's my my favorite line from that movie as well. Uh, not, nothing makes me chuckle more than the emphasis that. Cage puts on the word butthole uh, in that scene. Uh, one of my favorite pieces of dialogue uh, in any movie, especially uh, 
especially in Nick Cage movie, and there's a lot to choose from. Is Justin uh, talking about his butthole or just <laughs> Zeus's butthole in particular? I, I think Zeus's butthole in particular, but I mean, I could listen to him talk about his own for a while if he wanted to do that. I'm not yeah, against. Did he mean like the Greek god, or was he talking about like Zeus from like you know No Holds Barred Zeus? <laughs> I think he was talking about Tiny Lister. I think is what he was talking about. Debo. <laughs> uh, let's go to the bottom four. This is this is my favorite. Uh, this is my favorite encounter of the first round easily. Uh, we have the uh, the number two seed, which is the Wicker Man from 2006, with uh, a three point six. Uh-oh. Out of ten versus the that movie. versus the number three seed, Ghost Rider: Spirit of Vengeance from two thousand eleven. Oh, it's another Batman and Batman Returns all over again. That's a four oh. point. That's a four point three out of ten. Uh, Aaron, I think uh, are we starting? Did we start with you last round? Yeah, Glenn. No. We, we should start with Glenn because Glenn went last. Okay. Uh, shit. Uh, I. I, I I'm only going to say Wicker Man just because of the variety of the bees. Oh, my God. The bees. <laughs> I mean, it, it's everybody knows that you don't even have you. No one has seen it. Oh, no, yeah. You know, it's really seen, seen it. Movie, yeah. But you know where it's from. You know that scene. They've seen and, the clip, at least on YouTube. And as as sure. much fun as Ghost Rider Spirit. As I have every is, Friday morning. Yeah, I just <laughs> I just. I can't not choose Wicker Man because that movie, you know, it's a remake of, you know, not exactly, you know, not exactly the best horror movie. Right. Uh, it's weird in its own right. And for some, somehow they just made it even weirder. So uh, with that being said, I, I do have to go with Wicker Man. Um, I, I like uh, I like Wicker Man. Uh, I mean, the bees scene obviously is infamous. Uh, but, oh man, I don't know. I, uh, here, here's my, here's my thing. I watched Ghost Rider after the, not Spirit of Vengeance, the first Ghost Rider, after watching the trailer and thinking it looked kind of badass. And, uh, <laughs> I, I want to say it was still living off of the high of National Treasure, which I enjoyed an awful lot. And, uh, so I watched Ghost Rider and I'm like, okay, sure. And uh, then, because I'm a glutton for punishment, watched Ghost Rider: Spirit of Vengeance, and it's just a a standard. It's a it's a standard bearer for <laughs> tremendousness and, and terribleness all at the same time. It's a a truly a, a standout film in a in a in just a gigantic pantheon of of not so great comic book adaptations. But uh, oh boy. Uh, I just for the just you know for the spirit of conversation because I know this one is gonna just tear Aaron in half. Uh, fuck it is the a be- struggle. Fuck the bees. I'm gonna go with Spirit of Vengeance. So Aaron, it rests on your shoulders. Wow, man. Well, I mean, you, we all know what he's gonna pick. I mean, he said his favorite, the best Nick, Nick Cage movie is Ghost Rider: <laughs> Spirit of Vengeance. So ah, they're in my eyes. Is I, that? I will throw this out there. I do, I do love uh, his his Wicker Man. Um, oh, he's just punching women in there, dressed like a bear, like the bee. It's fucking, it's phenomenal. But. Uh, just the, the first transformation scene in Ghost Rider: Spirit of Vengeance, when he goes from Blaze to the Rider, uh, and just watching him on that motorcycle, just kind of, just caging out. I mean, I 
I stood and applauded in my living room when I saw that because I was just captivated. Um, I, and I would say just for the fact that it's an original movie uh, and not a remake, Ghost Rider Spirit of Vengeance uh, definitely moves on. There you go. There you go. So we Even have our... Cage in the Wicker Man was taking oh. his game to new levels, but then oh, Ghost sure. Rider just Ghost Rider Spirit of Vengeance. He just really like, <laughs> wow, man, holy shit! Like I could just picture him like watching his movies back, just elbowing his in the room, and be like, hey, and I check that shit out, you know? And he's just all hype about it. Like, oh, it's amazing to me. Uh, so to answer, uh, moving on to the next round, then or to the to the last first round uh, matchup here to uh, to answer Glenn's question. No, Raising Arizona did not make the cut. Whoa. Nope, the number two seed... If City uh, Angels is on here in Arizona, isn't? I will be very <laughs> No, no. Uh, according to... <laughs> according, I did have to look at the IMDB page for City of Angels. Yeah, we should, we should do a, you know, nominate, like, a movie that should have been on this list that wasn't. Oh, oh sure, go- sure. For yeah, good and the, bad. Yeah. Those, are the, those, are the, those are the two questions this week, okay. so... Um, the number two seed is 1995's Leaving Las Vegas, which got a 7.6 out of 10, and it is taking on, it is taking on the number three seed from 2005, Lord of War, which has a 7.6 out of 10. Shit. They both have a 7.6 out of 10, according to IMDb. Um, so here's the thing. I'm going first, and I have not seen either of these movies for some reason. I thought I had seen Leaving Las Vegas, uh, but I had not. Uh, Good. So, uh, and, and that is the assumption in which I am moving Leaving Las Vegas onward. I, the, uh, I see the, here's the thing. I don't recall hearing good things about Lord of War, and I was shocked to see that its user rating was 7.6 out of 10. Um, but I guess there are people who liked it or whatever, but I do, I do know that, you know, good things were said about leaving Las Vegas. And I looked at the year, it's like, oh, 95, like that's when Nick Cage was still considered to be a really good actor. Uh, so yeah, I purely on uh, the scientific basis of having heard it's a better movie. I am picking leaving Las Vegas, uh, from 1995. So Aaron, uh, what, what say you? Uh, I say Lord of War. Good, sir. Really? Okay. I thought. Yeah, uh, I, I Lord thought of War. I... It was actually a really good movie. I mean, you know, it, it was right in his kind of weatherman days where he, he wasn't quite uh, as legendary as he is today. You know, he was like a half Ukrainian, uh, like gun runner. You know what I mean? He was married to a hot chick. I mean, Jared Leto, Ethan Hawke. I mean, he did a lot of guns and explosions and shit. Uh, he wasn't really too caged. He was. This is. You know, he was still trying to trying to be an adult uh, for a little while. So uh, it really played to his strong suits. Like the guy can do action when he's not being batshit crazy. So it, uh, it was a good movie. I, yeah. I think Lord of War, uh, for me moves on. Okay. So Glenn, it, the, the final first round falls to you, sir. I think I know what you're picking, but you tell me, uh, leaving Las Vegas, uh, all oh, bullshit. <laughs> it gave it. Look, it gave him the Oscar. It's the one thing that like, no matter what, he can always have credibility. I mean, it's, they freaking put it in every single movie he's in just to remind you, like, how he's basically Satan in Paradise Lost. Like, he has fallen from grace so far into, like, his own pandemonium <laughs> that he has created and is trying to make, you know, hell look so beautiful with, with you know, movies like Next and, and, and uh, you know, Ghost Rider. But it, it's like, you know what? You were once, you know... You were once the most beautiful. You were literally an angel. You were you were an angel with the city of angels. <laughs> <laughs> that, 
You were once one of them, and, and you've fallen so far from grace. And that, that that's for that reason alone, I gotta give I gotta give Lee in Las Vegas. It it really is a good movie, and it's very fucking depressing because oh, it's fucking terrible, man. Elizabeth Shue, just anything she's in is just fucking terrible. So you didn't like and, and not, and not 3D? for good reasons. Yeah, uh, like oh god, I like Double D a lot better. Yeah, well, well, that's because it, yeah, well, yeah. Because it was, it was fucking awesome. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so... How uh, you can see the Hoff yelling at some ginger kid right in his grill? <laughs> the, okay, so the first, uh, the, the first mid-break question here, now that we've got our first round, uh, our, our second round matches settled. Uh, I, Glenn, I guess I'm going to start with you, man. What is uh, one, one or two... Nick Cage movies that would be from what what you would place in the top four list. Like what movies that you consider to be really good Nick Cage movies uh, that aren't in here? Uh, either I mean it can either be movies he's directly starring in or movies he's just in that you're like oh, that was a good movie. I wish it was in the uh, available for us to choose from. Uh, Vampire's Kiss and that's like I mean like when he does the freaking alphabet. Um, <laughs> I. Can't, I that, <laughs> I don't know if it's necessarily good, but it's some one way or another. It should be. It should have been in this uh, for that alone. No, I mean like Face Off. It's one of the best action movies ever, if not the best action movie of the '90s. Right, and it was um, definitely in. It was. Uh, I, I can tell you for sure that it was definitely in high contention. Like it 7. was seven point three. Oh man, it was close. It was. Uh no, I mean, and also like what my favorite movie of his is Matchstick Men. Uh, because it's you get the best of crazy Nick Cage, but like it makes <laughs> sense that he has OCD and he's a con man with with uh, with Sam Rockwell, and it's directed by Ridley Scott, which is kind of weird. Mm-hmm. Uh, but no, I, I I genuinely really do like that movie, as ridiculous as it is at times. Also, seven point three, really close. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, and those two. I mean, as far as like the bad ones, like. We're gonna, think... we're, we're gonna do the bad ones oh, later. Okay, okay. I'm sorry. Do the bad ones later. Um, Aaron, do you? Uh, what, what do you got, man? What do you wish that was in this? Uh, this top tier, this top shelf of Nick Cage films that we didn't get to to discuss. <laughs> Once again, muted. No, I mean th- this is just that it was good movies. Uh, yeah, yeah. Just just a couple that were like, you oh, know, got Con Air hands down, man. Mm-hmm. Yep. How See, amazing did... was Con Air? Uh, I mean, again, a, a, a movie I saw uh, several times in theater. Apparently, I just have a real crush on Nicolas Cage. But I mean, I'm a, you know, uh, John Malkovich in that movie was you know really good. Uh, sure. I mean, the, the supporting cast alone, you know, was phenomenal. Steve Buscemi was actually really good. Uh, you know, like in something in the '90s, which he couldn't really say uh, too often. <laughs> no. well, Fargo. That's good Fargo. <laughs> well, what year was that? That was that was nineties, like ninety three ish. Was it? Huh. Yeah. He had spurts. Yeah, he got put in the woodshed, yeah. you know. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Um. Uh, yeah, but no. Uh, Connor to me is just a. It's my one of my favorite Nicolas Cage movies. I mean, you know, not only do you get Nicolas Cage all shirtless and oily, uh, doing karate and tight jeans, uh, you also hair. get. Yeah, and the long hair uh, and the, the accent. The, the, it, it's right where I was going. The southern accent coming out of Nicolas Cage's mouth is like having an, an angel like talk dirty to you right on your lobe. It's just so sweet. It, it's it's audible honey is what he was laying down. Yeah, what was his name uh, in that movie? In that it was movie. Cameron something. 
Poe. Uh, Poe, that's right. I kept wanting to say Cameron Crowe, and I'm like, I think that's a director. <laughs> that Cameron Poe. And then, and then, po and, then and then I remember the Poe. Uh, yeah, Crow Poe. Yeah, that's why it's stuck in my head. Um, dude, yeah, I'm right there with you. Con Air is, is one of my favorites. Uh, I've already mentioned it, if I haven't mentioned it before, but National Treasure, I knew it was not going to make the list. I think it, I think it did a six uh, out of ten, which is respectable. It's a... It's definitely above the 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 five or lower threshold, uh, so yeah, it, it kind of you know it's it's in the middle there somewhere. But I I really enjoyed that movie. Uh, I I don't I mean yeah I mean it's kind of a poor man's Indiana Jones or whatever. But uh, fuck, it was it was kind of fun. And I you know considering that John Voight was in it, and I don't like John Voight. I, that movie had a an uphill uh, an uphill battle to fight with me. Uh, and I ended up really enjoying that. Um, I had another movie I want to mention, but I uh, see because I what's your problem him, with John Voight? Um, I don't know. I, I heard him. I Do you not like his biography? I, I mean, heard. I thought it was pretty great. <laughs> I think what I think what happened for me with John Voight is that I heard I, I heard him opine about political things, and usually I try to plug my ears when when that happens because I have the hardest time separating. Uh, people's work from their personal lives, and when they boy, have you never heard George Clooney speak? No, <laughs> I don't listen. You to should a avoid fucking, it if you care. For I don't movies. listen to a fucking thing he says. I don't listen to what Matt Damon says. I don't listen to what Ben Affleck says. You know. Uh, well, I mean, let's be fair. He is Batman. I mean, he could get like a oh, word in or two, you know, word in or two here or there. I, I try not to. Li- <laughs> I, well, I mean, I just try not to listen because then I usually have a t- especially if they say something. Like if they run the risk of saying something that I, I disagree with politically or whatever, uh, that's all I see them as. I'm very flawed in that regard. Like I'll just watch John Voight and I'll just be like, fucking Republican douchebag, John Voight. And I can't separate him from any. <laughs> what about Clint Eastwood? You, uh, you probably never listen. I mean, look, he's so much of a badass. I think you could tell me he like drowns kittens and murders kids and I'd still be like, uh, Clint Eastwood's still pretty cool. Uh, he so, talks to to invisible people in chairs, man. He can't so, talk to you like that. I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> no. telling you, this is a this is a major character flaw I have. To answer your question, Glenn, um, I had bought um, shit. What was that movie? The the one he did with a car, Gran Torino. Gran Torino, where he's a racist, where, right? Where he's a racist motherfucker. Oh, yeah. He's so racist. He's pretty much playing every white man of that age in the state of Michigan ever. I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> I got the blue. I got I got the Blu-ray of that, right? And. Uh, and it was the first Eastwood movie I'd ever bought. And I'm like, um, you know, and I know he's made other good movies and I've seen a few of them, but it's been a while. Wait, that was I the first it. Eastwood movie you ever, not even Heartbreak yeah. Ridge? Uh, no, no, I'm, nope. Oh, the Fistful of Dollars I think, trilogy? I, I think Seriously, Jen, the outlaw Josie Wales? I think Jen might own Bridges of Madison County, but I'm not positive. Oh, that's a Meryl Streep. <laughs> well, he's in it. He's in yeah. it. Um, He's in her a lot too in that absolutely. film. It's fucking disturbing. Um, and then, uh, yeah, see, the, I'm telling you, this is this is the character flaw I have, right? And then I learned of the weird Republicaniness of him and his political views. And let's just say that Grant Torino. He's not acting in that movie. Let's just say that Grant Torino is still the only Clint Eastwood movie I own. I have the hardest time. So, so it was like after that. It, it was like well, after Eastwood. Like that should help you watching Grant Torino. Like. 
Oh, sure, sure. Knowing his just, political views. Like, that's... pretend he's not acting now, yeah. yeah it's, just, <laughs> it's just him. No, no, no. I mean, uh, Eastwood Eastwood, uh, Eastwood was the uh, the dam breaking for me because it was like after that, it's like, you know what? I'm just not going to listen to what any of these people say unless it's about their movies or their career or anything because I, I clearly do not have the ability to separate people from from uh, their their thoughts and stuff from their from the work that they do. Uh, you know, I don't think that's entirely unheard of. I'm sure there's probably lots of people who do political music that people steer clear from because like the they don't Dixie agree Chicks. with the politics or whatever. Uh, shit, they're still around? Perhaps. Uh, look, I'm just... What they said about, about George W. Bush is still brought up today in this state. So um, I love how you're getting so defensive over W. You can't even talk. <laughs> fucking oh, W! Shit. W, my boy! No. No, like, honest to God, like, there's still people like, I hate Dixie Chicks. This is something about George W. Bush like, like 14 years ago. I mean, I mean, Glenn could still find a way to make it work. You could say that W ran that state into the ground, and he'd go, "Sure," but once they hit the ground, they found a shit ton of oil. So no, he didn't run us into the ground. He, uh, Rick Perry did his damnedest to run into the ground, but something about a magical economy with that has its backbone of oil—you just can't take it down, no matter how hard you try. Uh, so let's continue on with this <laughs> tournament about Nick Cage movies. Uh, where do you want? It? Let's go. Let's. Uh, Let's start with the uh, let's start with the bottom, uh, the number one seed, left behind <laughs> from 2014 with a 3.1 out of 10, versus the number three seed, Ghost Rider: Spirit of Vengeance from 2011 with a 4.3 out of 10. Aaron, we're starting with you. Fucking Christ! Wow, man, how is this harder than Batman? Jesus, um, I gotta go with Spirit of Vengeance again. I mean, mm-hmm. one's about Jesus, the other one's about the devil. I mean, obviously, <laughs> you, you know, uh, you know, I'm a heel, man. You, you gotta go, Ghost Rider, Spirit of Vengeance. Uh, now we need uh, Nick Cage to guest star in an episode of Supernatural. I think. We'll be <laughs> oh my god! I think they could afford it. I, I mean, God has not appeared on that series yet, to the best of my knowledge. So he could be God. I think that would work out good. Um, unless he has, and I think, and, I think uh, yeah, it got appeared, but he was like some, but he died, and then the devil spoilers, died too. Spoilers! Oh, sorry, I haven't, I haven't gotten. I'm only, in, I'm only in season four of that show. Oh yeah, you, well you got some catching up to do, man. Trust me, it it gets pretty fucking wacky. Lame, hell, <laughs> lame. Uh, Glenn, where are you at on where are you, where are you at on this? Uh, where are you at on this? Uh, this uh, this, this this this, this uh, semi atheist. Uh, pilot versus devil mitre, motorcycle guy. What do you think of this whole mess? Well, like Spirit of Vengeance. It's got Sam Elliott and Christopher Lambert. I mean, I don't... Fuck, I forgot about Sam Elliott. And, 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 it has Anthony Held, or Anthony Stewart Head, who is, you know, Giles and Buffy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, Johnny Lee Miller. He was in Angelina Jolie once. Hey, John Lee Miller's in that movie? Yeah, he, yes, he is. Oh, my God. Wow. Wow. I, uh, yeah, he is, huh? I Damn. Mean, I mean, because it doesn't matter anyway, because uh, it moved on, but I would have picked Ghost Rider as well, mainly because I, again, had not yet seen... Uh, I have not yet seen the uh, the Left Behind film. Uh, nor is it unlikely that I ever will. I mean, maybe I will if it pops up on Netflix or something. At some point, I don't know if I'm going to go out of my way to 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 seek it, but uh, if it does, if it does fall into my lap, I will watch it. I'm sure. Okay, my bad. Not, uh, 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 Johnny Whitworth, not Johnny Lee Miller. Oh, okay. 
Yeah. Sorry, it would, it fucking, yeah. Okay, yeah. Right. My apologies uh, to uh, Johnny Whitworth. <laughs> My apologies to the guy who's not on a really successful TV show right now. Yeah, the, uh, but in his defense, he's not on a TV show that sucks shit. There you go. Um, okay, so the uh, the top, out of the top four, our, our finale is the number four seed, The Rock, from 1996 with a 7.4, taking on the number two seed, Leaving Las Vegas from 1995 with a 7.6. Uh, I am gonna, uh, uh, boy, this is so tough. I haven't seen leaving Las Vegas and, uh, I basically blew a load all over my computer screen talking about the rock. Yeah. Let's just get mine out of the way. Cause it's easy. Uh, cause I'm picking the rock obviously. Um, I, I hear leaving. I mean, I'm sure leaving Las Vegas is probably a better film from top to bottom. If you ask a critic or whatever, but um, the fine folks over at IMDb only have them separated by uh, a couple of uh, decimal points here, so it's a it's not it's not a gargantuan lead uh, by any means in that regard. But uh, so, but yeah, either either way, uh, Glenn, we turn to you, the the movie snob of the group. Wow. Uh, what are you picking? I wouldn't. I mean, I wouldn't put it that way. Maybe like pompous ass <laughs> movie snob. Oh, sure. I wasn't. I didn't have enough superlatives in there. <laughs> yeah. No. I. Uh, look, I'm gonna go with The Rock. It, it's. It's Nicholas Cage, Sean Connery. I mean, that's 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 all you need. I mean, I do love Lee Las Vegas. It is. It is really good. But, come on. It's like you know one of the best action movies ever. I knew this was this was the fate. <laughs> when I when I put this list together, <laughs> I knew this is the only way it could end. Aaron, did you have uh, an opinion on this? Uh, this uh, this final. Uh, this final second round match, I guess. Uh, well, let's just call it three for three here, boys, because I was going to pick The Rock uh, as well. <laughs> All day, every day for The Rock. It, it's just, it was just such a fucking depressing movie. Uh, Living Las Vegas, it, and just Elizabeth Shue, honestly, it, she just, she irks me just so much, man. I, I just, it, it's just something about her. I, every time I watch her, I'm just like, Bleh. like it just gives you that that sensation of like someone just maybe slightly slapping you on the ball bag just once or twice, just enough to annoy you, but not enough to hurt. Like mm-hmm. that's the feeling I get when I see her on screen. Uh, yeah, the, uh, yeah, I, I, I kind of, when I, when I was putting the list together, it's like, I have a feeling that these might, like I thought maybe for a laugh, we'd throw left behind in there, but it's such a new movie. And I'm pretty sure that none of us had seen it yet. It's like, I know the podcast is horribly flawed, but I think, think eventually we're going to bump into movies that we have seen and we're likely to pick those over the movies we haven't seen uh <laughs> so yeah i think this was kind of the uh uh the destined uh finale for this uh nick cage tournament before we go there glenn yeah we, you were about to touch on it a little bit ago uh movies that would fall into the bottom of uh nick cage's catalog uh that you that you wish we could have uh slapped onto this here tournament Oh, Drive Angry and next. Like, <laughs> oh, dri- isn't Drive Angry the one where he's killing people while he's while he's having sex with a girl? Like they come busting into his uh, the hotel room. And no, no, no. You're thinking of Shoot 'Em Up with Clive Owen. I'm almost positive there is this movie where Nick Cage did this. I mean, there's a movie where Clive Owen does it because he's having sex with Monica Bellucci while murdering people. <laughs> maybe I'm maybe I'm wrong, Aaron. Am I missing out on this? I'm almost positive we discussed this on a podcast once, but. Maybe it wasn't Nick Cage. 
If it was driver angry, then uh, I, I can't say for sure. I have not yet. Uh, it. I, 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 I can't. Oh, oh yeah, and I'll, I'll add it to the list. I don't know. It, I'll have to see it. But yeah, but yeah, knowing, obviously, uh, that's one that I would love uh, <laughs> to have been on the list. Just his hair and that fucking movie alone. Or Trespass. <laughs> I mean, Jesus. I don't know what's going on with this guy, but uh, I like it. I really do. Um, Here, here's the thing: his yeah, bad I mean, movies. I mean, oh yeah. Well, what about uh, like Peggy Sue got married? I mean, you know, did, oh yeah. Does that count as one of his starring vehicles? Like, because that was a pile of shit. Even though that was mostly on Kathleen Turner, but his parts in there were really bad. Uh, Jim Carrey was also a, a sack of shit in that movie. Um, Trapped in Paradise with him and uh, Dana Carvey and John Lovitz was a big lump of shit. <laughs> um, Amos and Andrew with him and Samuel Jackson fucking suck balls. Um, Moonstruck. Eight no, millimeter was okay. Snake oh, don't Eyes let Ben hear you say that. Of, uh, Snake Eyes is only passable because of uh, what's her face and her giant tits. The chick from Sin City. Um, she played the cop with Mickey Rourke. Gina something. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Gina. Um. Uh. Ch- ch- uh. Shit. Is it? Not, it's not Gina Gershon because she's a face off. Carla Gugino. Oh. 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 Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah, Snake Eyes was really bad too. The uh yeah, I uh I'd I say was... basically like all all of his movies except for like the four we mentioned that were good movies, I think should have been on the bad list. <laughs> the um look, I really enjoyed uh I here's the thing, I'm really torn because I really enjoyed knowing a lot. I own knowing as is famously known. <laughs> oh, oh wow. amongst wow. the circles. Jesus. Yeah, I, I really liked it. I, I don't know what to I don't know what to say. Like I don't think it should be in his, you know, best movies or whatever. It's but interesting. Know. It's a really interesting movie. I I'm sure, sure. Yeah. I don't I don't know if it's good, but it definitely it, it throws some things in there that could appease Tom Cruise and I I don't know, Kurt Cameron at the same time. Um, you know, uh, I mean, I don't think it's... Is that a gay joke? Is that what that was? was that no, joke? it was uh, like a Scientology and Christianity <laughs> no, I got, I got joke. <laughs> I got you. I got you. The, uh, <laughs> so, yeah, a gay joke, I guess, is what right, it pretty much. To once and To once and for all, uh, debunk uh, Roger Ebert's points on, uh, on whether or not video games are art, I should note that I do believe he gave knowing a perfect score. So, uh, he gave it a Uh-oh. four. So, yeah. That was like right before he died, though, right? So does that really count at all? <laughs> he may have been losing it a little bit. That yeah, was probably the yeah, best. He might have been out of his shit. Um, but yeah, he gave it a perfect score. Uh, he gave it a four, which uh, is in fact a perfect score because if you maybe only, that's what killed him. If you if you only <laughs> show <laughs> no way that he did that, it killed him. Um, nope. Just just in case people are like four isn't a perfect score. Yes, it is because Roger Ebert said some bullshit a long time ago about how. There's no such thing as a five-star movie, so he's no longer going to include five stars, which I don't know if he caught the weirdness of this, but if you only show four stars and then you rate a movie four, that's a four out of four. So it's a perfect (laughs) score. Like it's, you know, if you want it to be, it's a four, it's a really good movie, but it's not perfect, then you have to put a fifth star there to show people because otherwise you're saying it's on the scale that I'm rating it is a perfect score. I think he gave hey Batman man, don't, Begins don't question the, the, the fours. What was that, Aaron? I said, don't question the fours, man. You just got to believe. <laughs> May the fours be with you. Yes. Oh, there we go. Uh, 
<laughs> they are not with me. Fuck, fuck Roger Ebert. I'm not afraid to say it. Uh, that's, that's a stupid thing. I've seen far too many other critics do the that's same right. thing. That's right. Eat a dick, bro, wherever you are. <laughs> well, I think the only movie he would ever say is perfect is the one that he wrote. Oh, the the fucking 80s. the Valley of the Dolls. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. Yeah. Was... Did you ever see that? He actually critiqued his own movie. Really? Yeah. That's some that's some pompousness, right? I mean, there. He, I mean he gave it a good score. He's like, oh, the pacing could have been different at this time, but oh no, a good structure, good foundation, uh, good development of characters from the script. Like that takes like, some are you balls, serious? That, that takes... It does. Oh, that takes some ele- that's some elephantitis level balls. I think right like. For that reason alone, God struck him down, like for pride. <laughs> oh shit, that's too. I'm enjoyable. taking half your face. I'm gonna leave you a lump of poop. <laughs> Damn, it's getting rough here. Uh, let's finish off this tournament of Nick Cage movies. The finale, the finale, to determine once and for all via science which is the greatest Nicolas Cage movie of all time. Uh, of course, as always, we will not give out the email address for comments because. We will not accept comments on things that are proven facts, such as <laughs> the determination of this tournament. Uh, so we have the number four seed from the top four, The Rock from 1996 with a 7.4 out of 10. Taking on the number three seed from the bottom four, Ghost Rider Spirit of Vengeance from 2011. Oh, Jesus. Out of 10. And Aaron, we are starting with you, sir. Fucking horseshit, I say. I think, I, I think, in all fairness, I have to remove myself from this competition because uh, I don't know that I can make a fucking decision here. Wow. Oh, okay. Um. Weigh the pros and the cons, I guess. Yeah. Uh, pros. The pros or, and the cons. Or, or, or as we stated, uh, in Spirit of Vengeance, I mean, Cage is taking shit to entirely different levels. But then again, The Rock, uh, next to Face Off is probably some of his best action movie work just overall because yeah. you know it was just an, a great fucking movie. Uh, oh man, <laughs> I gotta go with The Rock. As much as this fucking is breaking my heart, I mean it is crushing me to to not pass on Spirit of Vengeance. Uh, but ah, goddamn, yeah, I gotta go with The Rock. I gotta stop talking. Around. I'm gonna I'm gonna flip positions. The Rock. I was uh, <laughs> I was really hoping you were gonna maybe side with Spirit of Vengeance because I think after you. It's kind of a no contest here. It's I feel like it's a bit of a downer. But Glenn, I'm going to go. Yeah. To oh, I, I couldn't do it. It, it, it. In all fairness, I just couldn't do it. I, I I do love The Rock. Glenn, I will I will defer to your good judgment. Yeah, I really wish like Face Off was in here because if it would have come down to The Rock and Face Off, like I I would have just turned off my mic and walked away because I don't. <laughs> I. <laughs> it's hard to get two better. I mean, basically, like if somebody's like. In the weird circumstances, somebody's like, uh, you know, hey, Glenn, sit down and show me, like, a cornerstone of 90s action movies. Like, those are definitely two of the first movies you'd reach for. Yeah, I mean, de- like, it face off, it's the 90s. It's strike by John Woo, there's doves, like, Nicolas Cage and John Travolta <laughs> play each other. Like, it's just... And the he doves! Dies, and he kills John Travolta at the end with a fucking harpoon gun after, like, riding a speedboat. <laughs> I mean, it's the greatest and, movie but he, And he yells at him in his own voice, too. Yeah, oh, I mean, it's just... <laughs> that was like gay I, Travolta, like, straight Travolta stabbing gay Travolta like that in that moment. It was very pivotal to him as a person. Boy, I, I want to rip his face off. I mean, it was just, <laughs> uh... Uh, I, I don't. I wish it was in here. No, it's gonna. No more gonna, drugs for this man. It's gonna be. It's gonna be the Rock. Um, I, like it just. You just can't overlook like the plot of that movie, as idiotic as it is at times. 
I, you can forgive it because it's just like, yeah, fuck it. You know, who cares? Like, Sean Connery was an Alcatraz, and now Ed Harris is a general with nukes on it. But he's not really going to nuke anybody. Like, yeah, fuck it. Just what, let's make this no. movie. Like, I don't know how this idea was developed. And that that's what makes it so great is I don't know how this got pushed through to be made into a movie. Mm-hmm. Um, because I'm so happy it, it did. Yeah, I am. But it's just like, it's it's really weird. Like, it's just the dumbest thing. But God damn it, is it great? I mean, and I think one of the things that works really good for uh, for The Rock is, like, Ed Harris is, uh, you know, it's like you can... He's great. As, oh, yeah, number one, he's awesome. Uh, and, yes, as maniacally evil and horrible as his uh, his plot is or his plans are, it's like he's a, he's a villain with, like, a cause that you can actually understand. You're like, you know, you know what? You're kind of fucking right. It's like... The U.S. government is a bunch of assholes sometimes. So it's like Mission Impossible 4, where the Russian only wants to nuke the world so that we can move on as a species because we're eventually going to do it anyway. So he just wants to preemptively do it so that the world can live. Honestly, it's really... Well, it sounds I, like I gotta go see Mission Impossible 4 now. <laughs> you have, you, have you really never... No, like, honest God, it is. It really is. I, I, I haven't, movie. I've never seen one Mission Impossible movie. No, you only need to see the fourth one. No. <laughs> I mean, you really, you really up. don't. <laughs> Look, the first one's got John Boyd in it and John Renault. Like, it's fun, oh, but like fucking Republicans. Yeah, <laughs> I don't, I don't think John Renault can vote. Um, <laughs> but no, it really, Mission Impossible Four: Ghost Protocol is really good. Mission Impossible Four: Ghost Protocol: Spirit of Vengeance. Dawn of Semicolon darkness the Justice League. Dawn of the Protocol of Justice. Dawn of the Rising. <laughs> uh, yeah, I would have picked The Rock as well. Disney obviously. presents. <laughs> Disney presents. Um, this Rock, The Rock. That was a Disney movie, right? I'm pretty sure that was a Disney movie. Uh, maybe. I mean, well, why not? Um, <laughs> it could have been. My memory if, says if it, it was. was so. If it was made by Touchstone, then yes, it was. They in, just, in a sense, they yeah. Yeah, they didn't want to put their name on it. Yeah, Disney did a lot of that shit back then. They had the, the Touchstone brand. Yeah, Nightmare Before Christmas. And now they're like, oh, this it's a Disney movie, huh? Well, when it came out, y'all didn't want to put your name on it. Jack so. Skeleton's practically a Disney princess now, so sure. Yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> well, he dances around like a princess. Sure. Uh, <laughs> the, uh, no, the, the Rock is definitely one of my... Uh, one of my favorite movies, and, and I own I own very few Nick Cage movies, sadly, uh, largely because I uh, most of them are on Netflix. <laughs> most of them are on Netflix <laughs> uh, is the true answer. Uh, I mean, The Rock is just one of those movies that I need to, um, like I uh, I had, I not owned it until Blu-ray. Like I had thought, oh, yeah, I had like a VHS copy for the longest time. And uh, I was thinking about getting the DVD one day because I'm just like, you know what? I should get that movie. And But this was like right on the cusp of Blu-ray and shit. And I had seen some high-def things. And it's like, I really, if I want to watch The Rock again, I want to watch it on a high-def transfer. And it, it's awesome. I, I love The Rock. It's, uh, yeah, it's, it's one of those movies that I could just watch over and over again. And have, actually. So, uh, yeah, this, this does not surprise me that we here at Cinema Geekly have once and for all decided <laughs> that the greatest of all Nick Cage films uh, is The Rock. Uh, so, you know, once again, just like the Batman movies, anytime somebody asks you uh, what the Nick, best Nick Cage movie is, you can tell them with scientific accuracy. Uh, well, I mean, look, 
It's the best Nicolas Cage movie like ever. Barry yeah. Bonds is like the best baseball player ever. There's an asterisk well, sure, next sure. to it. Um, <laughs> I don't think because... there is. I don't think there is, Glenn. I don't think there's an asterisk here. <laughs> well, I'm looking. I'm looking at my. Sc- I'm looking at my. I'm looking at my notepad file right now, and I only see one movie on here. And uh, the text cursor is blinking, but next to that, there's no asterisk. So I'm, I'm sorry. The fact that Face Off is in it is just—it's a travesty. <laughs> um, you should have just like said, "Fuck the rankings, no matter what." Put this movie in it because that is just Connor like... should have been it. Like, yeah, the, Connor been podcast. <laughs> <laughs> just Connor. We, we may we well, make you only, like the, Simon uh... Pegg explains why Con Air is the perfect movie and uh, how to lose friends and alienate people. So like that, that's already been done. <laughs> we, uh, we may, we may come back another time and do the best Nick Cage film. That wasn't in the previous best Nick Cage <laughs> like the film. best middle of the road. Nick Cage. Film. Yes. <laughs> the best middle of the road. Nick Cage movie would be gone in 60 seconds. Holy shit. Yeah. It, it, it has to be movies that are not too cagey and it's not, you know, not too great. The top eight movies that are under a seven, but above a five. No, oh, that's Robert Duvall. Robert Duvall's in that, not John Voight. All these old ass white people are just mixing in now. Hey, man, if we start running out of ideas, I am I'm totally for doing the best middle of the road Nick Cage film of all time. Because well, we no, okay, we should save that one for January because January seventh is his birthday. So we should definitely like the first week, the new oh, year, should be middle of the road Nick Cage. We may, we may, that, we may, or that. or we or we get to we get to recast movies with Nicolas Cage as the lead. Oh, oh, any movie? Yep. Oh, and any role like doesn't have to be gender specific. Could, no, he can uh, play whoever the fuck he wants. He's Nicholas oh, Cage. Nicholas so Cage's job at a hut. Like I'd, I'd pay to see that. So could we recast him <laughs> in like one of those Eddie Murphy movies where he plays multiple roles? So it's Nick Cage playing multiple roles. So it's Norbit, but with Nick Cage. <laughs> all Nick Cage. Oh, you know what it should be is Eddie Murphy dressing up as Nicolas Cage, dressing up as a fat black lady. Oh my god, so good! Oh my god, that should be what it is. So good. All right, you guys. Hollywood no. gold, right there. I don't know why nobody listens to this shit. We've uh, <laughs> we've we've done our we've done our our, our sciency work for the week. Uh, we're gonna come back uh, fairly soonish and do another one of these. But I think we're gonna do a director next. Uh, is there a any nominations? I know Glenn mentioned that he would like to do uh, Tim Burton. Oh, uh, yeah. I'm down with that one. So we're going to do Tim. Okay, so the next next Because there's a lot of movies I hate of his, so... Oh, sure. <laughs> uh, the, uh, I mean, those, those will be quite... We're going to go back to our format of doing the top movies, but uh, we're definitely going to have a discussion of, of his best and worst work uh as well so the next time uh you join us here and if he's actually banged johnny depp or not like we need i feel like we need to get to the bottom of that that will that will be a question perhaps uh so for club i don't even know if it's more of a question it's just like how deep should be we try to determine yeah it's just it's about measurements at this point yeah it's all numbers uh, okay, so now we're going to wrap this thing up, I think, this time. Uh, for, for Glenn Beauvais and Aaron DeLos, I'm Anthony Lewis. We'll be back next time on, uh, what's the name of this podcast? Horribly Flawed and Incredibly Decisive. Derisive, uh, was that it? <laughs> when uh, Dawn Do- Dust Protocol, uh, Spirit of Vengeance, The Battle of Five Armies, when we uh, determine once and for all, which will be the greatest of all Tim Burton films.